Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Thursday. It's the 23rd day of June. No, July. Close enough. <laughs> Who even knows anymore? I'm lucky I got the 23 part right. It's the 23rd of July, 2020, and we'll take a look back first at this day in radical history via the Slingshot Collective Day Planner. You can get yours at slingshotcollective.org. This day in 1983, there was a mass protest of U.S. cruise missile tests in the Canadian sub-Arctic. So today I'm trying something new, which if you are a podcast listener, you might choose not to let affect you at all, which is that I am also making a video of myself recording this, thinking that maybe I'll also make a YouTube channel of this. And I'm not sure if that's a horrible idea or not, but we'll find out. A couple weeks ago on one of the members-only bonus episodes, I told this Buddhist story, which is, I will tell again now because uh, it has come back to me again this week, and I learned, I think, maybe a lesson and saw a little bit of self-awareness and improvement. I don't know. Maybe that's too much to hope for. But the story is essentially this. There are two Buddhist monks, a senior monk and a junior monk, and they arrive at the edge of a river and also trying to cross the river is a woman and these two monks have each taken a vow not to touch women but the older monk asks the woman if she needs help crossing the river she says yes he gives her a piggyback ride takes her across the river sets her down the young monk also crosses the river and the two monks go on their way. They're walking along. In a couple hours after they've done the river crossing thing, and the young monk has just kind of been stewing the whole time, he says, you know, brother, you know that we took this vow not to touch women, and yet you touched that woman and carried her across the river. How could you do that? And the older monk says, I just carried her across the river. Why are you still carrying her? Why I tell you that story is because... I had a negative interaction with someone a couple of weeks ago, and then this week I knew I was going to have to have another interaction with that person. And the morning that I was going to have to uh, have the interaction with that person, I was meditating and I could feel myself getting tense. Like I could feel my chest kind of getting tight. And that's where I tend to carry a lot of my tension, like right in the center of my chest. And so, and obviously, as you're meditating, you know, it's not the ideal time to be getting tense in one sense, but in another sense, it gave me a chance to really feel that it was there. And I realized it was because I was kind of spinning this story in my head about this interaction that I was about to have. You know, in other words, in my mind, I'm like replaying the interaction that I did have. And then I am extrapolating that interaction onto the interaction that hasn't even happened yet. I'm already telling the story in my mind of the meeting with this person I'm going to have to have. And this is the way they treated me last time. And this is the way they're going to treat me this time. And here's what I'm going to say if this happens. And here's what I'm going to say if this happens. And I was kind of going down this spiral where I was getting angry and tense and again, and I can't impress upon you and myself enough about an event that had not happened. <laughs> you know, this is this is tension and anger about a fictional creation that is happening inside my mind. And it really I will say more about the outcome, but it 
it really points to the way in which we wire ourselves for particular stimuli. And I mean, we know this in our lives, right? Like if you are a little kid and you get chased down the street by a dog, you might be afraid of dogs forever or for years and years until you do something to get over it. You know, if a, if a man with a beard and glasses is cruel to you when you're young, you may always kind of have a, a slight or great negative reaction to, to other men in your life who look like that. Um, it's the way we obviously as kind of primitive beings wire ourselves to deal with conflict in our world and to avoid danger. You know, if, if a saber toothed tiger is dangerous and we learn that once, then we hope that the next time we see one, we'll know to run away from it. And that still happens, even though we might like to think we're so evolved now that still happens to us all the time. So in my particular example, I had this one negative interaction with a person and irrespective of any consideration of whether that person had been having a bad day in that time, whether I myself perhaps hadn't communicated skillfully during that interaction, etc., etc., I just was loaded for bear as a saying that I've never used in my entire 46 years goes. So while I was meditating, I, as I could feel my, my chest getting tight and myself getting tense and angry, I started to try to unwind that, to try to, first of all, just very much physically deepen the breaths I was taking, particularly the exhaling. Your fight or flight response is partially tied in, well, it's greatly tied in, but it is partially triggered by your breathing. And generally speaking, as I learned from a Buddhist teacher named Josh Korda, if you can take uh, very long, make very long exhales, then generally speaking, you can trick your body because you're essentially saying your body is hearing, well, if I have time to be peacefully exhaling for a long time, I can't be in danger. And so you can help rewire that fight or flight response and, you know, kind of release the pressure on that system. So I started to do that, try and deepen my breathing, longer exhales. And then I just started to very simply remind myself that this story I was telling was literally a story I was telling, right? Like it was, it was, it would be like getting angry at the characters in a short story I was writing. I mean, that might be a sign of effective writing, but it's not necessarily a sign of grounding in reality. And I could feel the tension start to ease. I could feel my chest start to loosen up. So then... Uh, I had to, I had to drive to where I had to have this meeting and on the drive, I could feel myself start to tell some stories again and I could feel this tension recurring. And so I kind of did the same things, deeper breaths, just reminding myself that the interaction hadn't actually happened yet. And it was time to step back, you know, to, to let things kind of deescalate in my own head. So then I, I get to the meeting and it goes swimmingly. The person could not have been nicer. They were incredibly accommodating to me. Everything worked out. We found ourselves kind of agreeing. Uh, it, it went really well. And I think we both left happy and in a good mood. And literally every single element of the story I had been telling myself in my own head did not come to pass. It did not match with the reality of the situation. And so 
as I was going home from the meeting, I thought to myself, this is such an important thing for me to remember because I have, I know I have such a tendency to spin these stories in my head and to get myself all riled up. And then by the time I'm actually in whatever the interaction is, it almost doesn't matter how it goes because my fiction has just overridden everything that's happening, right? It's just like I have bulldozed in, I'm ignoring the signals and the social cues and the body language, and I'm just like, yeah, this thing is going to suck, and I'm going to make it suck, essentially, right? So on the way home, again, as I was saying, I was kind of thinking to myself, this is super important because... Today, and I would say, or not today, but that day, uh, I would say thanks to, uh, you know, my Buddhist practice and some awareness of my internal workings and some self-reflection, I was able to de-escalate a situation before I got to it. I was able to be in the situation as it actually was, like dealing with the person as they were actually behaving and understanding that nothing was happening. I was not in danger. There was no harm coming to me. There was no uh, bad feeling being directed toward me. There was no reason for me to react that way. And that if I just stayed in that moment as it was, everything was going to be fine. I was I was safe. The interaction was completely positive. So I guess I would just offer that to you. I, you know, you are probably a more enlightened being than me. But if you do find yourself getting into this storytelling mode... I would just remind yourself that it is, in fact, a story that unless you're actually in the situation itself, dealing with it in the moment, everything else is either a story you're telling about what already happened or a story you're telling about what's to come. And neither of those is particularly useful for dealing with life in any given moment. There really is, in that sense, only now. If you want to find out more about A Brief Chat, you can go to abriefchat.com. That's also where you can become a member. Uh, If you look in the show notes for this program, you will find links to the video if it's any good at all. And if you're hearing this podcast and you look in the show notes and there are no links to a video, then that means I decided not to put it up. And if you are watching this video, then you know that I did put it up. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Thank you to everyone who is a member of this show. It is unbelievably helpful. And you can become a member, too, at abriefchat.com. I love you. A better world is possible. But we have a lot of work to do. (laughs) 